All right, we are live. We are not live, but we are recording <laughs> from the Hive Ceiling Breakers ICT with Audra and Stacy, and we are so excited for today's guest on Women in Leadership. Yeah, so we're excited to welcome Julia Fabrice McBride. She's the Vice President of the Kansas Leadership Center, a certified coach and co-author with Chris Green of Teaching Leadership, Case in Point, uh, and Coaching. At KLC, she oversees teacher and coach development and has created three professional programs for leadership developers, including an International Coach Federation, uh, it's an uh, ICF-approved leadership coach training program, and an advanced leadership development intensive that has drawn people to Wichita from four continents, and a long list of uh, many other accomplishments. Um, I want to say I first met Julia, I, I, I did a KLC training early on, one of the, in the old location. One of the, oh, one fantastic! Of the original, yeah. she, and she and, and you were a coach, and um, she was wearing the most fabulous shoes. She had the, like these really cute red shoes on, <laughs> and everybody was like, "Where did you get your shoes?" <laughs> and I just thought, "Oh, she's so neat." And I'm a I'm a student of leadership myself, and so I was just really drawn to, drawn to you, Julia. And then getting to work with you on the Know Your Worth uh, Women's Leadership Conference has been really fun too. So, thank you for joining us. <laughs> My pleasure. I'm really glad to be with you both. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I would say we have to post your full background somewhere because your background is yes. just so interesting to me. Can you give our listeners just a, a I don't even know yeah, how to wrap sure. it up. No, no, no. That, like the high points, I think, are what makes me interesting to myself is that I started out as an actor. I um, graduated from college in Cleveland, and then I went to basically graduate school at the Royal Academy of Dramatic Arts in uh, London for three years, came back to Chicago where I had grown up in the suburbs, moved to the city, and I was and I was basically an actor for 15 years. I would wait tables, I would work in bookstores, and I would act at night or do um, training films, and I, as, as the years went by, the work I wanted to do got sort of edgier and edgier, more mission-based theater and less stuff that was likely to pay me. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, and eventually I started working in nonprofits, doing arts advocacy, training arts advocates, got got introduced to the idea of coaching, executive coaching, life coaching, leadership coaching, got trained as a coach. And just about as I was going to move to Kansas, um, set up my coaching well, in advance of moving to Kansas and to small town Kansas. I live in Matfield Green with my husband and now 14-year-old kid. I started a coaching business and consulting business. I was trained, I was, by that point, I'd kind of acted my way into a job at the University of Chicago, teaching leadership in their grand school of general studies. So when I got to Kansas, I was a coach, kind of the little coach on the prairie. And <laughs> um, I was starting to train, uh, ranchers actually family ranchers in coaching skills so i'd i'd set up a coach training course that i could do in different places and in different settings and just about that time this was 2007 um kansas leadership center was formed and so i got introduced to ed o'malley and the kansas leadership center and was among the first people to be trained to teach the klc ideas 
and then um, invited to develop the coach team, train the coach team. So by 2010, I had nothing was as interesting as KLC as leadership development and and the you know what we were doing, Stacy, back then in the old yeah. building and mm-hmm. now at 325 East Douglas. I didn't want to do my coaching business anymore because I felt like my life energy was so much better spent in collaboration with other people who had a mission to foster civic leadership for healthier Kansas communities. So that's that, that's kind of the high point. Yeah, that's amazing. And so what yeah. brought you to Kansas from Chicago? Well, that was love. Okay. Um, <laughs> that was love. Yeah, so five years before we came, I went to a party and I ran into a man who I had known, but we'd both been involved with other people. And he said, do you want to move to Kansas with me in five years? And I was just kind of at that moment where I said, yes. <laughs> and, and a little, so, so as time went, so we did, we did. I mean, he was on, he's, uh, Bill McBride is a sculptor and wanted to shift from architecture to living on the land and making art inspired by the prairie. So we have about 40 acres in Matfield Green. We have the Matfield Station Prairie Art Path and Matfield Station, which is lodging on Airbnb. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. It's so amazing. <laughs> That's a fun story. And at some point I said, yes, but we have to have a baby. So oh. <laughs> right after we got to Kansas, I was 46 and he yeah. was about to be 60 and we had a baby. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. So that's another high point. Yes. Yeah. Oh, it's so yeah. amazing. That's wonderful. It's such an inspiring story. Every time I hear you, <laughs> hear you tell your story. Um, so obviously leadership, um, you know, KLC. Every even before KLC, you were you were studying leadership. You were teaching leadership. Leadership is a word that today we hear a lot, right? I think in the mm-hmm. past, maybe not so much, or we thought of leaders in, in terms of a person, not so much a process. Uh, we're now we're starting to to learn, you know, with KLC and other other organizations and programs and trainings that we're learning that you know it looks differently. I'm a student. I'm a, a student of leadership at uh, Fort Hayes State. Um, university mm. got my um, master's in organizational leadership and so we kind of have this very similar so I think that's why when KLC was starting I was like I gotta I gotta check this out yeah, yeah. and I'm yeah. excited to get to check it out in the fall yeah. and and do my first KLC program too so yeah I'm so obviously excited. a big background so I the, our first question was what does leadership mean to you well I bought the KLC hook, line, and sinker. I mean, it was a big revelation to me. I think before I got to Kansas, I was teaching basically that leadership is having a vision and being a good person. I mean, that's, that's, I was teaching more than that, but that's what, and when I got to my first KLC program and they were teaching that leadership is an activity and it's mobilizing people to make progress on complex challenges. I I said, well, yeah. So, and and there's so so this idea of leadership as an activity. It's mobilizing people to do hard work on complex challenges, and for the common good, so that communities can thrive. So, and then you know, there's a whole bunch of things maybe within that that we, that we could talk about. But basically, it's the act. Activity 
of looking for ways to bring people together to make progress. And I do think there's another, oh, go ahead. Oh, no, I want to, I want to hear yeah, we're yeah. second. We were like, hmm. yeah. <laughs> I, uh, no, so I, I was thinking that, that that as I prepared for this interview, that I think there's another piece of it. So that there's the piece of it. what is leadership? Leadership is mobilizing people to make progress on complex challenges. I think leadership requires, and this may be part of this like good person piece. Um, leadership requires some attention, some conscious purpose. So I think leadership, you know, it, it, it requires getting up in the morning and wanting to make the world a better place. Mm. And I think over the years, I've honed my purpose. I think in Chicago, when I was an actor, my purpose was to, um, you know, to make art that spoke to people and that provoked insight, that provoked optimism or curiosity, and to have a good time doing it. And I continue to think that having a good time doing it has to be a piece of this, you know, feeling, and that doesn't mean fun all the time, but it, it does mean feeling some sense of a good match yeah. between what I'm attempting to make progress on and what my talents are, what brings me joy. What's the thing that, that wakes you up in the morning and gets you excited to pop up, you know, when your alarm comes off? Yeah. 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 Yeah, I love that. Because we were talking, some other guests that we've had, we've been talking about, you know, when you think of the old, you know, and a lot of times it's still kind of that management versus leadership and a lot of things and a lot of, mm-hmm. of schools of thought, but the old, the old th- way of thinking of, you know, the manager is the one in charge. And so they're that, so therefore they are the leader. And so they have to know everything. They have to, you know, know yeah. how to do everything and they have to make sure they keep people in line. It was kind of like the old, old, old way of thinking, um, where it wasn't about empowering people. It wasn't about teaching others to be able to do the same thing. It wasn't about, um, definitely it wasn't about being passionate or, um, you know, wanting to make the world a better place. I don't yeah. think for a lot of time. And so I think that was a, um, and I, and that was eye opening for me as a student of leadership at Fort Hayes. Um, and a lot of the stuff that we studied is very similar to KLC and it goes, goes very well together to continue my education from, you know, to KLC has been really, really interesting. Um, because yeah, it's about, it's about, um, you know, making change and, and inspiring others to make change for the common good. And that's, and that's in our definition at Fort Hayes as well. And, mm-hmm. and it's like a lot of the common and good is not something that a lot of people would associate with with the old school leaders or right old, yeah yeah when I think of old school leadership I think of having all of the right answers and if if not you pretend you do versus mm-hmm. you know being curious like we were talking yeah. about Alicia about yeah. and um, being, being curious being good. creative being collaborative I think those are things that that um a lot of people especially in like the corporate structure probably didn't think of and and that's what we're trying and it's not always just in the working world right you can be a leader in all aspects i love that was the thing i i was most um was most intriguing to me at my klc training was there were so many so many different people involved from all at the time it was like all different parts of the state 
Cool. I think I was one of the few people from Wichita, and a lot of them were running for office. There was like really young. Mm-hmm. There was like this young man from Lawrence. I'd love to check in on him again. He was like gonna run for mayor or something, and like oh, it was so cool. Like all these different cool. like that civic engagement, that civic leadership. I think is something that you just is just so fascinating and you don't learn a lot about that in just like traditional school or you know so I think that's to me that was like oh wow I've never really thought about it thought about things through this lens just because I'm not because at the time I was new to a job I worked in nonprofit I was new to my role and I what didn't feel like a leader right I wasn't in a official leadership position I didn't manage anybody at the time it's like how can I do leadership oh well any you know leadership is for everyone and so that was really I think eye-opening to even though I learned all that in school it was very eye-opening to me that yeah and I think the other thing that's worth mentioning is nobody leads all the time mm-hmm. I mean there are there are times when the person who's brand new to the organization is the perfect one to call attention to something or to pose a question or to say let's let's explore this and then you know then there's then there's other time when the best thing for that person to do is to listen and learn and wait for the next opportunity to intervene and, and exercise some leadership. That's a really yeah. good point. It is so good. I know she just has like nuggets of knowledge all the time. <laughs> I love being on that committee with her because we're just, oh yeah. Um, so what would you yeah. say would be a challenge that you have faced as a female leader in particular, if any? I I think women, well, this is a hard question for me because I, I mean, I thought ahead of time, okay, what's challenging for women? And I think this has been challenging for me is making decisions and owning decisions. And I think I had an experience just last at the end of last year with Kansas Beats the Virus, where KLC was trying to mobilize. We ended up mobilizing 850 teams in six weeks to do projects to encourage people to social distance and get tested and really try to make Christmas in Kansas a, a safe thing. And we ended up, I mean, Kansas ended up having fewer cases than our surrounding states. And we think we probably had, we can't prove the link, but we think we probably, these teams across Kansas had had a link to that, were a part of that. And I, I was directing that project and found myself having to quickly make decisions. And they were decisions, you know, some of, some of them were what we would call technical decisions where, where there's a right or wrong answer. But most of them were creative, in some ways creative decisions, what we call adaptive. Adap- they were more adaptive. They, there was no one right answer. Are we going to go this way or are we going to go that way? And I realized that I was just not used to that. I was used to bringing people together, building consensus. Um, if I had, if I had a strong opinion, maybe trying, you know, mobilizing, maybe going outside the meeting and having conversations to see are people with me before I brought that opinion 
forward. So I just, I think that that has, I sort of look back at the last couple of decades and think, huh, what if I had been more comfortable making decisions faster? Yeah. Would, would mm. the organizations I was working for or the purposes I was working for be, uh, be further along? Interesting. I love that. I mean, and I, no one has brought that up yet. And I think that is such a good, good point mm-hmm. that, um, you know, as women, we could be more comfortable making quicker decisions and owning yeah. them. I would say as an entrepreneur mm-hmm. at the very beginning, it was all about focus groups and what did my mentors say? And what did my creative agency say? Uh-huh. And it was just very much, you know, collaborative because I come from the corporate world as well. And the, the marketing agency mm-hmm. world where there's a lot of collaboration mm-hmm. and yeah. a year into the thread, I am being becoming more com- comfortable making these decisions without, you know, always having to go to a mentor to say, what do you think about this? I mean, there's definitely time and space for collaboration. Um, but but I sometimes you just have to make the decision. But sometimes yeah. you have to. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I, as an entrepreneur, you can't just, you can't live there. You can't live in collaboration only. Sometimes you have to just make it. Has that been a challenge you think with your, I mean, being the vice president now versus, are you still coaching? Are you still getting to you know, I don't coach much. I, I certainly bring a coach-like approach to the work, but but yeah, I think and I think I think I might. I mean, I'm just going to pay more attention to that going forward. Yeah. The yeah. the idea of would it be helpful to the project or to the group if I made a decision now, or does this really require more talk and more consensus? Mm. Because I think my my default my habit is more talking mm-hmm. yeah more listening yeah. is what you're talking about audra yeah yeah and what about um a superpower do you feel like being a female brings yeah. a set of superpowers to your leadership well i yeah yeah i mean i think it's the it's the same thing right i mean we're we listen mm-hmm. we try to build bridges we wonder if there's a way that will bring along more people. So I think it's, you know, it's, it's the flip side of the challenge. And the side, I mean, we know that there's research that shows that for-profit boards with more women on them are more effective and, and have, a, have higher returns. So, it, and I think it's because we're consensus builders. Yeah, I would agree. I would definitely agree with that. And there's just there's there's just that power, you know, yeah. in um, connecting with others and and bringing forth group notions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For sure. Oh yeah. Okay. So um, one of one of the things we like to ask is what advice you would give to um, you know young women wanting to go into a leadership position or whether that's you know something nonprofit or higher education or whatever 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 that may be that you want to want to speak on uh, what would be a piece of advice that you would give yeah and I think my first piece of advice would be to women who are more established even just Mm mid-career is I mean do what you two are doing get have conversations about what it's like to attempt to exercise leadership. Because I think we're a little bit shy 
about saying, I want to make a mark on the world. Mm -hmm. And so I think in any, in any ways where we can provoke conversations about what kind of, what, what kind of mark do you want to work on, make on the world? What kind of uh, professional life or civic life do you want to have? So create situations where women, including younger women, can talk about those things. And then I think in terms of advice for maybe younger women, maybe all women, I'd say be visible, you know, like get out there in the community, ask, ask to be invited to join a board. Don't wait for people to come and invite you because I think the world can make a lot of assumptions, particularly about women, about you know, maybe we want to be, we need to be home more or we don't have time for this. Like, put yourself out there and ask for what you want. Mm. I mean, I went to KLC in 2010 and said, hey, I want to work for you full time. Mm -hmm. I think, oh. every, and, and I can give you two or three other examples like that where I didn't, I mean, I waited and the offers didn't come. So I went and said, here's what I want. Mm -hmm. Can I, you know, let's, same thing with the University of Chicago and teaching leadership, which is what got me, you know, the confidence to be able to say that to KLC. So be visible, make yourself visible, work on your purpose. I mean, work on articulating what, I mean, my, I think about my purpose as helping people connect with their true selves, each other, earth and spirit and use the energy of that connection for courageous leadership. Mm. So I've, you know, I'm, I'm almost 60 years old and it's taken a long time to hone that, but I've been working on it for 20 years. Mm. And then I think Audra, um, <laughs> I would say get coach training. Um, I, I would say that to any woman, not necessarily, or man, not who wanted to exercise leadership and um, get, you know, and, and, and make progress in the world is you don't have to um, do a long training and get certified to be a coach, but, but have coaching skills. And that's a little bit more than listening and asking good questions. It's about how do you partner with another person to help them to be their best self and make the kind of mark on the world that they want to make. Gosh, I love that. I'm just so excited. <laughs> no, <laughs> this is like just, a, a personal one-on-one uh, -on -one prep to my yes. KLC adventure. So can you tell, kind of to, to wrap things up, can yeah. you tell our listeners some options they could um, mm -hmm. get involved with KLC? I know we just talked about a coaching intensive, but I know you have so many programs. Yeah, so the if you're not already involved with KLC and you're able to come to Wichita or to come to Kansas City, we are, we'll start again doing in-person programs in 2022. And the first step on the KLC path is a two-day program called Your Leadership Edge that gives you the fundamentals and helps you apply those leadership ideas to your life and your situation right away. And the good news is that we've, we've, you know, over the course of the pandemic, gotten really good at online teaching and engagement. So that program is available 
to anybody wherever you are. We also have an asynchronous learning kind of website called yourleadershipedge.com. So if you wanted to do it on your own time, that's another option. But I'd, I'd really encourage people to take two days. And I think that's the other um, advice I'd offer to, to women, men, anybody is take care of yourself. And part of, part of taking care of yourself is making sure you get that time off for personal and professional development. Mm-hmm. And KLC training is really both. Yeah, it is. It's just so amazing. I really would like to we come visit you sometime, and I think that would be really mm-hmm. fun. Oh, yeah. I want to see. I lo- I, I've heard you talk about it before, being there. I mean, Mattville Green is so beautiful, and the Flint Hills, so need to make that happen. Yeah, we need that's to have right, like a, Stacey. Come and walk on the Prairie Arts yes. Path. That's, I mean, that's every bit as good as a two-day training at KLC <laughs> could be a three-mile walk at the Prairie Art Path. Yes. Oh, that sounds amazing. That sounds amazing. Well, thank you for joining us today. Uh, we really appreciate it. I think you just, people, everyone's taking notes for sure at this point. And, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it's great to have this this uh, opportunity to chat with you because I think we've, you know, known each other for a while, but I haven't had a lot of opportunity to, to sit down and, and pick your brain about these things. So that's really exciting. Well, I really appreciate the opportunity. And I think what you're both doing with Stealing Breakers is a really great addition to the conversation for women in Wichita and way beyond. Yeah. Well, thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, everybody have a great rest of your week and we'll talk to you soon. All right. All right. Bye.